conferences, long agendas, big venues, always on your feet, barely getting to see the people that you want to see, and then, of course, the expense. Well, the three of us at Good Morning Hospitality are launching Good Morning Retreats. Our first retreat is this July 8th through the 10th at the Horse Hospitality Training School in Auburn, Alabama. If you go to goodmorningretreats.com, you'll find out more information about our first retreat that we're launching. We have already filled half the slots. We have 20 available and we have about 13 already filled. So make sure you go there, you apply, show your interest, and we'll get you all situated for our first ever Good Morning Retreat. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast. And now back to the episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everyone, I was hoping to get this message put together sooner, but things like this unfortunately take time to set up. I just want to say that the acts of war against Ukraine break my heart, and I know as a prior service member myself that my thoughts and prayers go out to everyone who's fighting the fight that they really shouldn't have to. That being said, we have been working behind the scenes with all of our podcasts and podcast partners to put a fund together in order to pay for any refugee housing and other needs that go alongside that, like food, water, and any clothing needs. Internally, many podcasts in the Hospitality FM network have voluntarily given up sponsorship money in order to donate to the cause and are working on a unified message in order to spread throughout all of our podcasts. So this is me calling out to all of our property manager friends, industry experts, and anyone knowing of those providing lodging for Ukrainian refugees seeking safety. You can contact me directly at will, with one L, W-I-L, at slicktalkmedia.com. We have an internal document that is being updated in real time. So if anyone could share this message within your network, we'd greatly appreciate it. I'm also placing in the show notes a link to our GoFundMe and landing page for Rentals to Rescue. That's rentals.torescue.com, where we're putting funds together in order to, again, provide finances for any of these lodging and relocation needs. So thank you so much for tuning into this quick message. I hope you guys are all well and safe, as I know we have tons of listeners in Ukraine and other countries in in Europe. So thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Good morning, hospitality experts, enthusiasts, and travelers around the world. This episode of Good Morning Hospitality, we talk about the power of booking direct and indirect bookings, what the difference is between those two, what that looks like now, and how that could possibly look like in the future. In this episode, we apologize for some slight conversation delays as we were experiencing some connectivity issues with internet. So you may hear a little delay in response, so please forgive us. But other than that, enjoy our brand new branding sound. We have a new intro uh, song and we're just excited to continue to do this show with you guys. So if you like what you're hearing, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll put the link in the show notes. So enjoy this episode, grab your cup of coffee, maybe a beer or wine, depending on what time you listen to this, and now enjoy the show.
morning. Good, good morning, hospitality. Here we are. Another day, another beautiful podcast or live stream, whatever you want to call it, whatever you're listening to or whatever you're, you're viewing. How are we doing this morning, gentlemen? How was your guys' weekends? You know, I'm, Weeks. I'm kind of jealous. Everybody I know got snow except for us. So, <laughs> like 45 degrees here. No hey, I'll here. trade you. I'll trade you. I, I hate love it. it. <laughs> no, and here's a lot of snow as well. But I heard something happened, Will, with regarding snow. I saw. I heard some rumors. Oh, rumors? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, just a lovely, lovely little hike, uh, two mile hike home. It was great. Yeah, we had a nice little staycation in Seattle, and then um, I thought, you know, it was just too too relaxing of a weekend that we just had to make it interesting and and uh, hike our way home to uh, to get warm again. Uphill both ways. Uphill both ways, baby. Got to get those calf workouts. <laughs> yeah, well, how's uh, what's up with you guys? Anything going on? What's cracking? I think last week was one of the most busy weeks ever. It was an insane week, I think. It was from the morning to late evenings. but uh, So it was pretty chilly in, chill in the weekend, just a recovery for uh, for things which are coming this week again. Yeah. So, uh, But you can see what, what I really see, like the first month, the, the January, was a bit like people restarting. You can see there is not conference. Now you can see the bit starting, right? We're organizing our new IMIT hotel next week. There's an, uh, we organize some yeah. clubhouse sessions. So we do, more and more things are coming now and starting again as well in visibility. And I think everybody restarted and make his plans, his goals for the coming year. So yeah, you can see we even saw some growth in bookings last, uh, last weekend. You saw it was a, uh, so you can mm-hmm. see that also. I saw that I was surprised. I just asked this morning. Well, and here's, of course, afternoon already. Uh, to see okay what was happening last days and we see some increase now so you see that the the the, the people are now more and more start looking start booking so positive is that future yeah. bookings michael or is that like who who actually stayed last weekend yeah no it's actually it's future bookings so they actually made the reservation now and then most people leaving in, in uh, three or four months from uh, from now so it's it's they're still booking quite pretty in advance uh, of course and then flexible but people are just starting to believe that they can yeah. travel again uh, anytime soon so yeah it's 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 coming so you can see it's it's took a while we saw a bit the searches were starting people more the behavior we saw my people logging in start searching and now you see them start booking already so it's it's a good sign yeah that's yeah. awesome well i think uh bookings uh ties in great for our conversation today we're talking about bookings uh direct and versus indirect so i think uh i'd love to start off with uh what's with the noise and then we can get into uh the bid eruption report good morning everybody uh, this week with What's With The Noise, we, we like to cover topics that, that pop up in the week prior. And one of the one of the things that popped up was, is now the, the re-rise of the condo hotel. Uh, and say re-rise because about 10, 15 years ago, condo hotels were the thing, especially in areas like Miami. And you could buy in some of these really beautiful developments, drop off your keys at the front desk and and have your own unit that you can go back to. I don't necessarily think the rise of the condo hotels is the thing. I think apart hotels, if we're splitting hairs, is is the big uh, winner in the coming years. 
where apartment guests can go and drop their, sorry, apartment residents can go and drop their keys off at the front desk when they have to travel for work or when they want to go, you know, quarantine somewhere else for a month. And, and that way they can help subsidize rent and it kind of supports the digital nomad movement, but also there's a home base. And that's always been my, my question mark with uh, digital nomads is what do you do with clothes that don't fit in the suitcase or your heirlooms or your, you know, whatever you, you live with. Uh, but that's where the apart hotel really comes in handy. And, and I think is the future. Uh, we've already started to see it in some capacities, um, the Saunders of the world, uh, Mentaus, et cetera. But I think that's the, the next big wave is apart hotels, not to be splitting hairs too much with condo hotels. Welcome to the Bitruption Report of this week. Well, just to go back to the story of, of Golden, I never heard about condo hotels or condo hotels, as, as he said. So actually funny when you see those words are changing, right? Posh tells, bow tells, many of them. So um, I will have a look at condo hotels to see if it will be something for my next day. Um, then I have to decide I'm going to book them directly or indirectly. Um, that's why also having this topic I addressed and, and mentioned, I will mention one startup, which is actually the Hotels Network which build a platform, which build a an, an solution for hotels to grow their direct booking. So what they actually do, they just offering different solutions, uh, different tools, personalizations, uh, vouchers, loyalty, et cetera, more and more, what you can actually use as a hotel to increase your direct reservations. There are more out there, so is it unique? No, but I think the, the total offering, what they do is multiple solutions, I think is, is pretty strong. Of course, you have competitors like Hotel Champ, Triptease and more of them. Uh, you might see more solutions popping up. You see the trend, of course, that direct bookings might uh, go up as well. Yeah, of course, you see this as well. I saw some rumors as well in the whole Airbnb market or vacation rental market, as I should say. There will be the increase of direct reservation. So uh, let's see we'll, we'll, how it will work. As, as some of you know, bedroom is actually something in between direct and indirect reservation. So uh, actually, the that our users are members booking directly to the hotels, pay directly to the hotels, even though it's it's by by using our technology. I'm curious what's going to happen in this space, so I'm more than happy to, to speak about it in a second. Also, I always mention some events which are popping up or where we're attending. Um, this week on Thursday, I'll have to do a masterclass for students in Netherlands, over 1,300 students. It's a pretty large group. Of course, it will be really remotely, uh, but it looks pretty cool how they're setting it up, so really virtual stage show. Thursday, I will uh, do that. And then next week, we'll have our iMeet Hotel event again. So people wants to join the iMeet Hotel, go to iMeetHotel.com. And I think this week, I think we have it also. No, the 22nd, we have our first clubhouse. So it is also really an app I'm start exploring now. I know that our co-host, Will, is really active on it. So please follow him as well. You can follow me, but there's not much to follow so far. Uh, but of course, you can more than happy to join our clubhouse session of... Uh, of us uh, next week. And that's the Bitrush Preview Report of this week. And let's go back to the other two guys. Yeah, Clubhouse. We're going to be joining the club here pretty soon. And one more thing to mention, it's the last week to submit for the Shorties Award. So if you mm -hmm. uh, would like to, to 
to get yourself or your company recognized, uh, have someone nominate you for the, the Shorties Award. Will be good because otherwise we'll maybe win all the 10 or 12 uh, awards. So we have just nominate you, somebody or yourself because <laughs> otherwise it will, it will be, be like full with trophies and everything. And uh, nominated it it away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't think I want 12 trophies, but we're good. Um, but good morning, hospitality. I, this is a good, this is a award-winning podcast and, and live stream. So, you know, maybe one or two will come this way. We deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> okay. So we're talking about bu- uh, direct bookings and indirect bookings. And uh, Ross, you mentioned this with, with Bidruption, or um, not Bidruption, but with Bidroom in general that you guys are booking direct but they're just using your tech. So let's talk about, I guess, the multiple ways of direct bookings or maybe even indirect. What that kind of like set that tone for the audience and then we can obviously jump into certain topics. Obviously, I know there's one on Skift that we both, we've all been reading. So it'd be interesting to get you guys' thoughts. Well, I think it's more like divisibility. I think there's always a challenge, right, about direct and indirect. And I think what what meta search or, or OTAs are doing is, of course, making your hotel visible. And I think that's a difficulty, of course, is like uh, how do you become visible? And I think that's still what is happening. And, and of course, you can search somewhere else at the end, of course, hoping that hotels, of course, they hope that you book directly to them. I think it's the difficulty that some hotels and which are not visible anywhere and, and they, they need them, of course, they need they need OTAs, need the visibility. I think more and more that the stronger brands you see, of course, especially when I speak to to the large chains, um, they're they're super happy to work with us, even though it's still a direct reservation, it's a closed user platform. But you also see, okay, they're just how can they just work less or just avoid high commissions? Because of course, there's also got a discussion like the reason to have more directly is, of course, to avoid those high commissions. And and let's see, I, we, we we built something in between, right? So you're still using a uh, kind of an, a search engine. You can search for every destination, but still you book directly to the to the hotel. And and I'm really curious what's going to happen after the pandemic if there will be a change. Um, you see the discussions, of course, in the vacation rental. Of course, it's pretty difficult to find a website often for a vacation rental place, right? I think nine out of them might not even have an, have a website. I think mm-hmm. in hotels often has much more information about their property, right? If you're just looking at a hotel, if you go to the hotel website, what many people does, you still feel much more information, more photos, more pictures, uh, more videos, etc. So I think there, I think when the visitor, like the, the potential guest is landing on your website and you're doing a good job as a hotel by offering your own loyalty or special rates, uh, members, something extra, uh, upgrades, I think there you can win them. Um, I think in the vacation rental is difficult, right? Because the, the extra perks is quite limited. The visibility is uh, nearly impossible. So uh, let's see. But I think yeah, hotels, if, they, if they're doing well, you see there's much more tools outside there which could help them to convert them as soon as you're there, right? At, at least when you can, as an, as an hotel, yeah, you, can, you can get them on your own website. I think then hotel should do everything to make sure that they're staying there and booking in there. And that's something with still hotels not always do well, in my opinion. It's okay, we just try to target them. The end, they're ending up my my website, and then they're just still moving out and they're just leaving the website and then still book an OTA. So I don't know how you think about it, guys. Yeah. So the the direct indirect is quite different in vacation rentals as it is hotels. Like I, as you guys know, my my father was a lifetime Marriott guy, so he would book direct, and there's no questions about it. 
In short-term rentals, it's, it's a little bit different. And the question as a short-term rental operator that you have to ask yourself is, how well do I know my traveler? Because if that traveler comes and stays once, then you, you just have to continue to use the OTAs to, to find that traveler. But if you're in a destination market where you have repeat business year after year, my family goes to the same small little island in, in um, South Carolina called Fripp Island every year. And mm-hmm. we book the, the house that we stay at the following for the following year while we're there the previous year. And if we really like that house, then we go ahead and book that house again for the same time, the same, same thing next year. Um, if you're doing a good job, you have a great home, you have great properties, and you know your traveler, you know their booking patterns, that when you've got three different families coming from three different states, that you, you need to hit them while they're thinking about it and get that booking direct, save yourself the 15 whatever percent. Uh, if you are in an urban market and you've got business travel coming in regularly, you can think about working with certain companies to set up a corporate travel program with, with your short-term rentals. Um, you're going to have to have standards, I would imagine, to, to check the boxes. But the more, the more cities you're in, the more capabilities you have to, to offer more hotel-like perks. But I, again, I think it, it circles back to the OTA should bring you that customer for the first time. And you should keep that customer every time they book in your market after that. And, and if not, then it is it is a failure on your part. Yeah, uh, definitely. Like something that we've practiced and, and also like when we're, whenever we're talking with other people getting into the space or maybe that are just trying to improve their, their business and operations. We always talk about branding and the importance of branding, but not just that, but like what, what it looks like to have like a good website where people can find you direct and maybe just being a little bit more active on social media, creating a repeat guest discount, creating some kind of incentive for people to not just keep going back to Airbnb or Verbo, whatever. Cause like you said, uh, golden, which I love that you, you said it, uh, is that, you know, it's okay to let them come in the first time, but the second time, if they're coming in from the OTA, um, then definitely it's kind of a failure on your part because you should be trying to capture that guest information and the experience itself. Like I'm going to always going to be the geek that comes back down to the experience and, and moments and all the like hotel hospitality vacation rental stuff, but is, is really like you should be making memories or being able to make, uh, make it easy for them to make memories uh, to consider coming back with you every single time. So, and, and it's also important that there's, that you have the ability to book direct. A lot of people only market on a single channel. And if you're not on multiple channels and have the ability to even book direct, then, then you're coming up short. And there's great companies like Future Stay out there that if you drop a link from any of the OTAs, you're listing into their uh, software, then it'll build your listings on other platforms and also help you build your own website to get direct bookings. So there is no excuse anymore as a single owner all the way up to the largest companies to be, monet- yeah. be monetizing on just a single channel. Well, I, yeah. with the hotels, there's a difficulty because a lot of hotels, there's, yeah, but I can't compete on Google. That's often directly the response like, okay, why are you using the OTAs, et cetera? And 
um, I think still visibility is important, right? And then, and as you know, that many people start searching their journey maybe on an, on an OTA or on a meta search. Often, I think really often, and maybe it's 30 or 40%, something even more, that the user, this potential guest, is still looking for more information. And where, where he finds this information on your website. So make sure your website is still available and visible, um, even though you don't have to buy them by Google, right? Just make sure that they can use, for example, the OTAs or the meta search by finding you. But make sure, indeed, what, what Michael said, there is two out there, but make sure if you're coming to your website, that they're converting, you have the right information, that there's actually information mm -hmm. people are looking for. And then there you can also create a relationship. I know that they change, for example, mm -hmm. using most of the OTAs. Just make sure it's a new it's a new customer. And as soon the customer stayed in our property, we have to do mm -hmm. everything to make sure you become loyal to us. And that's they, they're just making the calculation of the 15, 20% commission. It's okay, this is our acquisition of a potential new loyal member. But again, you see that many hotels doesn't do well. You're just checking out, you never heard them again. Right. And of course, there's a difference when you have an, 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 a three star hotel, the city center of a place of a touristic place. You might not come back there, but you might. Yeah. You, people still don't know. Maybe you want to come back. Right. Or maybe you're going to talk to your friends and families. I can book next time to this hotel. And other hotels yeah. are already giving up, actually, as I can know. But small chance you'll book to me directly because you'll not find me. So I think yeah. still people stay in your place if they can recommend you and even say, okay, please support us and share with your friends and family to book directly or on Bidroom because we don't take, take commission. So eventually it's the same. So if I could recommend, I would still, of course, recommend Bidroom, but still in this case, you're helping the OTA. And I think it's especially now when we're coming to recovery, if you can help the hotels by saving on their commission, by using us or booking other, or even directly, doesn't doesn't matter. Um, as soon as you can help the hotels by saving them 15, 20%, I think it's great. So. I think it's also like if the hotels could earn a bit more at the end, you will see as well that it has also an impact on the pricing, what you see as well, because many hotels, if I didn't have to pay 50 or 20%, I could give lower prices to my to my guests. So uh, yeah, we talk about, of course, internally quite often about direct and indirect, and we kind of have in, in between. So I'm curious, like if hotels, and you see, we talked about in the previous episode that more and more hotels using technologies and, and using tools actually now as well so i think the tools are getting better in there as well better as well which you can do the comparison with the otas on your website i mentioned for example like a hotel champer triptys so you see more solutions out there as well which which help you to convert them on your platform but i think what is noted yeah you should do make sure that you have great pictures you have great text and content in there and that people are actually able to book right and some of them you still see a web form. Yes, of course, when you see a web form, you're just leaving and you go to the uh, yeah. go to an OTA because you want to have it confirmed. Well, the thing is that a lot of guests are seeing OTAs, whether it's Airbnb, Expedia, Booking.com, et cetera. They're seeing that as booking at the hotel directly. They, they don't see it as a marketplace where they shop, narrow down their options, and then pick down. Like Instead of having it being able to book on the OTA, it should usually... Like in my thought, like from a hotelier standpoint specifically, but like it should be that it should be, okay, like you use it as a shopping engine, you get to your place of desire, you click book and it takes you to their website. So then you can book. It shouldn't be like a let them kind of take over type deal, but that's not how the, the industry has gone. The industry has definitely gone a different way, but I'm going to throw this question out there from Philip. Um, you know, how do you define direct and do you think the definition of uh, of direct booking is evolving should it ev evolve as tech does and so i think that's a good question for both of you guys because you're both in the tech space especially on in travel whether it's, whether it's bedroom or or noiseware and so figuring out do you think 
uh, direct booking, the definition should evolve as as tech does, or is that something that will never change? I think it's a good question. I think booking becomes strong because they are building something which was not as strong out there. The same with the Airbnb, they were in the right moment, the right timing. And there was not really good aggregators for platforms where you can search easy, compare easy. At the end, of course, you can book there easy. And I think a lot of people still like booking, for example, booking.com, because it just would, they know how it works. It's a simplicity and doesn't matter if you book a hotel in Africa, book a hotel in Europe or book it in the US, it's the same way of working. And that's still what you mm -hmm. see. If you book a hotel directly, every process of making reservations is different, different questions, different processes, different payment methods, et cetera. So I think the friction part, I think it's really yeah. important. I think the technology is out there, right? You just you can make sure as an OTA you have the right technology on your on your website to make sure he converts. But I think it's also the 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 friction part often, but people drive them still to the OTAs because you just have your credentials there, you have your name there, you just log in, click twice, and you're booked, right? And yeah. you know as well when you want to cancel that it will probably will be okay because you did it before, maybe. And still, if you might book directly, you don't know in that case because booking is a massive company. You know, they have a customer support in 40 languages or whatever. That's how to promote yourself. You know how I think about booking, so I'll not make it, uh, <laughs> I'll keep it nice. But in this case, it's you see that the hotels, of course, they have not the 40 languages support. They're not have always responding in five minutes or I don't say the other one does, but it's of course. So it's still, I think the friction part is, is is driving. I think when the technology is is improving with, for example, more languages, with chats, with more um, autobots, which can respond more of your questions, I think technology will facilitate, as of course, that the that there will be increase of direct reservations. So, Michael had a, a few good points that I want to rephrase and reiterate. But booking Airbnb, Expedia, they're doing thousands of A-B tests working on conversions every single day. And no hotel, no vacation rental company has the bandwidth to optimize their conversion rates when a traveler hits their site. And I, I'd be very curious to see like what a direct booking conversion rate is versus a booking.com conversion rate. Um, so that's, that's one big thing. And then another is trust. And to Michael's point on if I'm traveling to a place abroad that I've never been to, I'm going to trust one of the OTAs a heck of a lot more than booking direct. Now, again, mm -hmm. that's where the OTAs come in play for that first booking. But once you've stayed with XYZ company in this location, then you're comfortable with booking direct with them the next time. Right. But especially with traveling internationally, different currencies, different languages, different support hours, it's it's more comforting as a traveler to book direct. And to answer Phil's question, um, future stay, I, I just shouted them out and Phil comes in with the, a question. Good timing, Phil. Um, <laughs> how how does the definition change? It's a good question. I, like, would you define meta search that, that makes a, a booking direct on your website direct or, or indirect? Um, I think there's, there's nuances there, but you're still paying a little bit of a commission, even though if it's a much smaller commission. And we're, we're seeing platforms, and this comes up to the Skift article, like Expedia or, or Verbo, 
and Airbnb and, and booking paused it for a while too, but pulling their, their properties off of Google, which is essentially a, a meta search um, to, from what I gather at least. So they're spending less on, on paid search and more on marketing. And, and if you've been in America, at least I don't, it's probably not the same in Europe, Michael, but I get uh, Verbo commercial on TV and I get Verbo YouTube ads before I watch a YouTube video. Like Verbo is marketing heavily. They're just not marketing on paid Google search and it's splitting hairs, but YouTube is owned by Google. So technically they're still spending money on parent <laughs> alphabet company, but yeah. it's, it is interesting to see like three years ago, the number one source of revenue for, um, for Google was booking.com, Expedia and Airbnb. And now you see mm-hmm. all three of them pulling their, their spend. So super interesting. But this is going to happen now as well in meta search, right? You will see that the the meta search will have less and less income from the uh, from the OTAs because the OTAs they want to spend less because I know they come at the end might end up anyway at their at their own website. So you'll see that the, the business models from uh, from meta search might change as well. You can see in that case that, but still you said the difference between spending your money on Google Ads for example, Google. Uh, or Google, for example, on YouTube, which is actually the same. At the end, you just need traffic to your platform, right? So at the end, yeah, you're still spending mm-hmm. in India with just the same company. The other end, you know more from the customer because you know his date and it might be high conversion. So maybe the other one is more branding focused, right? So at the end, maybe will be more, for what you said, more on YouTube, on TV, and branding-wise. So people just know next time I have to go to Verbo and not searching on, on Google again. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what, what like, this is vacation when I'm still the hotels. You see that their initiative started from the chains right in the past. I think it was RoomKey. They start some initiative to book directly in a one global platform, which kind of like an OTA kind of looking like didn't really kick off so so far. Maybe because of the lack of inventory or perks. I don't know why it didn't um, really, really took off. Maybe the timing was also not good. Could be because it's already some years ago. And I think still at what 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 we said is what we discussed before. I think the timing and, and uh, is important, but I think it's also booking did well because they start on the right moment and people didn't know how to search. I think there will be new initiatives, right? Of course, I just keep promoting ourselves, but it's also you will see more initiative coming out by comparison, searching, etc. And still, it's good to use the OTAs at the end. Yes, you might use it for your first booking, but if you want to come back, and that's what I recommend most people, if you want to come back to yeah. the same property. Just just support this hotel, right? Just you know the place is okay. You just know you stayed there before, so yeah. If you might even use them for the first time when you feel comfortable, then use them at least for the second time. And but you have to make it easy, right? Like there's there's places. There's been times where I've I've stayed in Lake Como, and I really wanted to stay at this property I stayed at, but it, it was two years prior. I couldn't remember what it was called. I only generally remembered like the vicinity. I I couldn't find it. Like make yourself visible, make it easy for people to repeat, and and yeah, we'll get them right. Like so, but that's the same when you check well, out it's it's a, when there's a checkout moment. Your guest is leaving. Just asking if you great stay and just giving the cart of the hotels. Okay, this use this one next time. I give you five cent discount or upgrade or whatever you want to do. This is so small thing you have to do just to to make him sure he booked next time to you directly or ask him the question: Do you plan to come back? 
right? How was your stay? Or do you yeah. use this moment? We work in hospitality. Come on, use this moment as well to uh, to promote yourself. Yeah, and that's what it's like. All the OTAs do really well is they capture data, and that's what like they have all this like. That's why Airbnb. I'm not going to be surprised if they come up with a loyalty program for everyone who books on Airbnb because they're going to try to cat like they're going to try to use and keep this data for themselves. And that's what you know. Booking has Genius Booker, and Expedia has this, and so like they're they're using their data to try to keep people. And that's why they're going to start pulling from Google and a few other platforms because they're. Why would they keep paying for all this spent when they already have millions and millions of travelers' data on their own platform? Now they just need to remarket appropriately and, and capture that data to a stronger standpoint. And then that's what the hotelier or vacation rental company needs to do too, like capture data, figure out how to uh, be able to remarket the guests once they book with you, whether it's indirect or direct. I will not be surprised as you just mentioned in loyalty. And of course, with Bidroom, by having a membership, you become kind of loyal to Bidroom, right? I'm not su- still, I'm still curious when, and I just know it's going to happen, right? Airbnb, if they're just clever, they're just charging and, and to their travelers, to the guests, they should go into like, how can we make them sure they're coming back to us by having a Bidroom business model, which is a subscription service, which makes a lot of sense, right? For us, we just know if somebody subscribed to our platform, we have a relationship with him. You can create some interaction. We don't have to keep investing in marketing to let the user come back because we have a relationship with him. We can see what he's searching. We can see if things are changing, etc. And I think it will be a matter of time when I was on Airbnb go into subscription because it makes play. They charging first one two sides, right? They can maybe monetize. Uh, well, in, even in Europe, there's some discussion here. They can monetize. Uh, commissions, what they kind of do, right? Of service fees on both sides. But I'll be surprised if they go, okay, you're taking a membership and in this case, you don't pay the, the guest fee, you just, you pay a subscription. And that's, I think, the best way, and that's also what we do, to make sure you mm-hmm. have recurring bookers, recurring people to your platform. Yeah. I, shameless plug here, but the, the last piece that is missing here is is the security that Airbnb particularly provides short-term rentals when guests travel. So if they book through Airbnb, they have a host guarantee that some damages can be replaced. Otherwise, you have to make sure you have your own insurances in place to, to cover yourself. And that's you know where, where we feel Noiseware fits in quite nicely is protecting on, on all your bookings, whether on an OTA or not, mm-hmm. making sure that the traveler is, is acting the way they should while they're in your rental and you know, without any assurances or, or safeguards um, booking direct is, is flat out riskier. Like there's no, mm-hmm. no doubt about it. For sure. Well, I think uh, we've covered a lot. Hopefully Phil, we answered your question uh, and we should probably get you on the show here sometime soon. That'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, anything coming up for you guys? I know we usually, and on a kind of like what's up next, but I just know next week we're going to have another great podcast and another great stream. So that's all I got on my end and clubhouse, lots of clubhousing. <laughs> yeah. I'll just regular follow Will because if I go to clubhouse, nine of 10 times I see Will somewhere. So yeah. Are you active Michael on clubhouse already? I've done one or two, but I'm not. <laughs> no. I, look, I spend all my day on calls anyway. Like the last thing I, I really wanted to do is jump on more calls when I'm, having family time or whatever so i've struggled with that platform i'm not gonna lie okay yeah yeah it's it's definitely uh it's very yeah it's been wild it's been 
and I, that's all I'll say. It's just a, it's very time consuming, but uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys for hopping on the show again this week. And then for everyone who's tuned in, participated, watched, and is listening, thank you for tuning in to Good Morning Hospitality, and we'll see you again next Monday.